0: friends, and welcome back to Speaking to Impact with your host, OJM International. The Speaking to Impact podcast shares proven tools and strategies to help listeners communicate with clarity and confidence. Well, can I just say from the onset that I am thoroughly excited about an additional opportunity to delve into conversation around the topic of mastering the art of communication? As we explored in our first episode, the fear of public speaking can often rob us of our personal power. I think it's very fair to say that our voices are among the most potent resources we have to construct the life of our dreams. Much of what we most desire is acquired through effective communication, whether that is the attention of a love interest or securing a dream job through an amazing interview, or acquiring investment dollars from an angel investor after you've given a brilliant pitch. Most of what we most desire is acquired through effective communication. So it's certainly advantageous for us to cultivate our voices, to willingly embrace opportunities to speak out when they arise and to hone the ability to promptly find the right words to express our thoughts and and our feelings. Now, if you're anything like me, you can probably point to moments in your life where your intellect and your imagination superseded your presentation skills. In other words, you had a wealth of insight to offer. You knew your stuff, but you couldn't quite find the ideal words to do your thoughts, ideas, or your concepts justice so your impact was diminished. It's a common experience. It has happened to the best of us. And it's one reason among many that I am passionate about taking the lifelong journey towards mastering the art of communication. I've come to realize that our voices are either an asset or a liability. I know, it's a sobering thought, but it's true. Our voices can either propel us forward or inhibit us. Essentially, we can either take action and improve our communication or become content with obscurity. You and I both have witnessed brilliant people, brilliant minds, willingly push themselves to the sidelines if playing in the game means they have to stand in front of others and openly voice their thoughts. And perhaps you may have found yourself on the margins far too often of late, content with being unheard. But now, You're ready to reclaim your voice, to get back in the game, to let the world know you're here, to dig up your treasure and share your story. And if so, that's amazing. I'm thrilled to partner with you on the wonderful journey of liberating our voices. Now, as I mentioned at the end of episode one, in this episode, I want to specifically focus on defining the term speech. If we're going to be masters at the art of communication, then we must be able to define one of the key ways in which we communicate through the spoken word. So I'd like to use a definition that is used in the world of phonetics. And that definition is speech is articulated breath. Or in other words, breath that is shaped by your articulators. And your articulators are part of your anatomy, like your tongue, your lips, your lower jaw, your teeth, your gum ridge, your throat, your soft palate, your hard palate. These parts of your body shape outgoing air into distinct, comprehendable sounds. So considering that speech is basically shaped air, the first step in producing excellent speech is cultivating a deep, low, centered, relaxed breath. In performing art circles, we refer to this type of breathing as diaphragmatic breathing. In fact, people who sing, act, even dancers have heard, engage your diaphragm far more often than they probably care to remember. Yet in the world of public speaking, the diaphragm is king. It simply must be engaged for good speech. Although breathing is an involuntary activity, meaning our bodies breathe on their own accord. The manner in which most of us breathe on a daily basis is insufficient for impeccable speech. Really good speech relies upon a deep, rhythmical, relaxed, and anatomically harmonious breath. Now, by that I simply mean a breath our bodies welcome. A breath our internal systems celebrate because it actually makes their jobs easier. See, Tense, shallow breathing conflicts with our body's priorities and actually stresses out our systems. It throws a monkey wrench in a lot of the core functions of the body, such as how our heart or our brain or even our nervous system functions. Basically, everything associated with our anatomy functions better when we breathe properly. And yes, when we breathe properly, our speech is improved. So... In diaphragmatic breathing, the diaphragm contracts, meaning it gets smaller. And the reason why it contracts or gets smaller and moves down into the area of your abdomen is to allow your lungs to expand, allow you to take in more air, because remember, that air is the foundation for your speech. So your diaphragm contracts when you inhale, allowing your abdomen and your rib cage to expand and your chest to enlarge. This process that I'm describing differs from the shallow vertical breathing that most of the public engages in on a daily basis. By vertical, I mean the tendency we have to pull our chest upwards when we take in a deep breath, rather than taking a deep breath and expanding 360 degrees all around so we feel our lungs, rib cage, and back expand and our abdomen protrude a little. Because remember, the diaphragm contracts and moves into the abdominal area. When we breathe from our chest or our clavicles, the bones of the shoulder, we're not cultivating the fullest possible breath, which is going to result in a lack of projection. You know, there are so many people that you have to tell them, speak up, speak up, I can't quite hear you. And a lot of this is caused because of improper breathing. So this is going to result in a lack of projection, an insufficient amount of air to finish our thoughts, vocal strain, vocal fatigue, abuse of our vocal folds, and just an overall lack of vocal authority and vocal variety. Again, speech is articulated breath, so we really need to cultivate a rich, low, centered breath to have distinctive speech. To start the journey of breathing in this manner, I recommend an exercise I often engage in with my clients and with my students. So I'd like you to find an exercise mat. Position it on the floor. Then lie on the mat with your back touching the mat. Give your full weight over to the mat. Then give yourself the freedom, the sheer freedom of not making motion or sound. Don't move. Don't talk. Simply embrace The power of stillness. See, we are often so busy running to and fro, fulfilling our various roles and responsibilities, that we rarely, if ever, take time in the day to embrace stillness, to just be still and observe our breathing, to keenly feel the sensation of the body taking in and releasing air. So once you are on your mat and still, place your attention on your breathing. And just observe your breathing. Don't seek to alter it or manipulate it. Just observe. After a minute or so has passed, then I want you to take the first conscious breath of the day. In through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Remember, there should be an easy rise and fall of your belly because when you engage the diaphragm on an inhalation, it constricts, moves down into the abdominal region. Again, this causes the belly to expand. Okay. So when you exhale, do so gradually, practicing breath control, which is going to be very important later on when you start shaping the exhalation into vowel and consonant sounds. Your sounds, again, result from you shaping the outgoing air. And you shape that outgoing air into distinct, comprehensible sounds, sounds that others can recognize. So once you're on the mat, I want you to breathe in and out a few times to get the hang of it, each time sinking further into the floor underneath you, meaning cultivate a deeper relaxation, releasing all forms of physical tension, whether it be calf tension, thigh tension, (laughs) butt tension, shoulder tension, whatever form. Also, this relaxation should help release emotional tension, which also stifles A clear, open, vulnerable voice. So we want to rid the body of tension and we also want to rid ourselves of emotional tension so that we have that healthy, vibrant, dynamic voice. So let's recap. Speech is basically shaped air. Your tongue, lips, teeth, and other parts of your anatomy shape your exhalation into sounds others can recognize. So Cultivating a deep, low, centered, relaxed breath should be prioritized in our quest to be skilled and efficient communicators. The health and strength of our breathing affects the quality of our voice and the precision of our speech. Diaphragmatic breathing also reduces our anxiety which is in line with the conversation that we had in the first episode about how fear sometimes stifles our ability to voice our opinions, to voice our thoughts. Well, diaphragmatic breathing, engaging in diaphragmatic breathing before taking stage allows you to counteract much of that anxiety and also the fight or flight mode. And of course, we want to appear poised rather than frantic or frazzled during our speeches or our presentations. So, take some time out this week to practice diaphragmatic breathing. It actually has dual benefits. You're going to feel much better and you'll be working on the basis for impeccable speech. Diaphragmatic breathing is the foundation for good speech. Well, that's the major tool that I want you to take away from today's episode. Be sure to tune in for episode three. I'll be interviewing a special guest who's going to provide further insight into mastering the art of communication. And if you're not already, be sure to follow me on Instagram or Facebook at OJM International. Take care, my friend, and remember, your voice has value.